I'm so glad that you have joined us online today. Throughout Lake Havasu, Parker, and around the United States, you have joined us to worship God and experience a life-changing message from the Word of God. And hopefully, we're going to be able to encourage one another even while we're online. Parker Campus, it was so great to visit with you guys last week. Thanks for allowing my family to worship with you. Thanks for not throwing us out. I'm just so amazed that God is, is using Reuben and Jared in such amazing ways. It was so neat to be able to worship with you and Parker Campus, you are so blessed with Pastor Reuben. Even while I heard him preach, I got to thinking about how God uses him. And what I loved the most was watching him connect with each and every one of you as he walked around the room. He did that because he loves you and he cares for you. So let me encourage you, if you have any needs in your life, uh, Reuben, Pastor Reuben would love to connect with you, talk with you, pray with you and give you counsel. He does truly love you. Now, if you are joining us on Facebook, I want to encourage you, take a minute and create a watch party and invite friends and family to join you. You can be their guide in the watch party. You can share prayer requests with them. Uh, you can encourage them and you can even talk about how wonderful the message is. And you can do it all without distracting the preacher. Uh, today, we are continuing in our sermon series on the book of Acts. If you have your Bible or your Bible app, turn to Acts chapter two. If you don't have a Bible, please email us and let us know. We want to put a Bible in your hands that you can read, that you can understand easily. We will mail you one uh, or we will set one aside for you at the church office. Just let us know. We'd love to get a Bible in your hands. When Jesus left the earth and when he gave the responsibility for telling the whole world about the message of the good news to the apostles, he promised them they would not be alone, but he would send a helper to them. And that helper was the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit does not receive much press in today's church. We don't talk much about the Holy Spirit. We talk about God the Father, we talk about Jesus, God the Son, but we do not talk much about God the Holy Spirit. And I don't really know why. I think there's some confusion about the role of the Holy Spirit. I'd been a follower of Jesus for several years before I realized that I referred to the Holy Spirit as an it and not a he. Growing up in the South, I kept my distance from the people that talked about that Holy Ghost revival. And I think mostly we avoid talking about biblical things that we do not understand because we don't understand them. And so we try to avoid talking about those things. And I think that happens as we talk about the Holy Spirit. So if you've ever had questions about the role of the Holy Spirit and the role the Holy Spirit plays in the life of a believer and in the life of an unbeliever, this message is for you. Now, it's not going to be an exhaustive look at the role of the Holy Spirit, but it is going to help answer a couple key questions. And by the way, I want to encourage you to follow along using our life notes. Now, if you've been using or if you've been missing our life notes, you can actually use a phone to download a, an app called the Bible app. 
Now it's produced by Life Church. It's a free Bible app that you can use every week. All of our life notes are added to that app. So you can go into the marketplace or whatever, download the app, open it up, click on the more button, then on events and click on Calvary, August 22nd and 23rd. You'll see the sermon notes. You will see the scripture passage and you will even have a place for you to add your own notes. It is so cool. It's another great way to communicate during the COVID crisis. Now let's get back to the letter of Acts. In the letter of Acts and throughout the letter of Acts, we see the Holy Spirit helping the early believers tell the world about Jesus. Now, some people have called the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, but I think it's more appropriately called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, we see the Holy Spirit move in the early believers' lives. We see him functioning as a guide, as a protector, as an encourager, as a source of strength in the lives of the early believers. And again, I just gotta tell you, read through the book of Acts. As believers today are discouraged with the effects of the coronavirus in just about every area of our lives, we need to know how the Holy Spirit impacted the lives of early believers because I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to lead today's church the very same way. Our main passage of scripture is going to, to pick up immediately after the apostles had chosen a replacement for Judas Iscariot. Jesus had told them to go to Jerusalem to wait for the Holy Spirit. So they went to Jerusalem. They chose Judas replacement and waited. Then as they were meeting in one place for the very first time, the Holy Spirit was about to enter into the hearts of believers. And it was quite a spectacle. Roaring flames of fire, a mighty windstorm that filled the houses, tongues of fire that settled on top of the heads of every believer. And then everybody began to speak in other languages. What an incredible sight to see. So kids, let me encourage you, if you are watching, I want to ask you to draw a picture of the fire of the Holy Spirit resting on top of each of the believers. So you say, Pastor Joe, how many believers are we supposed to color? Well, for the sake of your coloring space, just focus on the 12 apostles. And maybe you wanna add Jesus' mother just to be safe. So let's read together this passage from Acts 2, verses one through eight. Let's read together. Let's read together. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are from all over Galilee and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. 
Now, let's really get right to the point. I, I have a confession to make. Please do not judge me. Please do not condemn me. When I became a follower of Jesus, I did not have an experience like these men had. There was no mighty rushing wind. I don't even think my hair moved. Uh, I did not feel a breeze. I don't even recall fire landing on top of my head. At least I don't remember the smell of singed hair that night. That night when I became a Christian, I turned away from my old lifestyle of sin. I acknowledged Jesus had died on the cross for me, that he had risen from the dead, that he ascended into heaven, that one day he would return. I invited him into my life. I received Jesus as my savior. And in that moment, I also received the Holy Spirit internally. Now, I don't, I don't want to uh, point out, or maybe I should point out, that these men were already followers of Jesus. These men had already committed their lives to him, but they had not yet received the Holy Spirit. And now the day of Pentecost came, and they all received the Holy Spirit internally as well. This was spectacular. But it begs the question to us today, and it's a question that we really have to answer. What does the Holy Spirit do in the life of a believer? Why have I been given the Holy Spirit today? If you are a believer in Jesus, why do you have the Holy Spirit right now living within you this moment? Now, the first reason has to do with the mission that Jesus has given to us. You and I alone are inadequate messengers of the good news of Jesus. I did not say we were adequate messengers. I said we were inadequate messengers of the good news of Jesus. The mission, the life-changing hope that we have through Jesus is too important for God to leave it solely in our hands. He, wouldn't, he, he, he knew we would not be able to do it well. So the most important reason God has given us the Holy Spirit is to communicate hope, not judgment. Look at verse 8. These men were amazed because they all heard the disciples of Jesus speaking in their own native language. All believers in Jesus are expected to tell others about Jesus. And the reality is we do it inadequately apart from the Holy Spirit of God working through us. The very first thing I did after I received Jesus as my savior was to communicate to other people. I told my brother, my grandmother, I told my best friend, I told the men I worked construction with. I even walked up and down inside the mall, going into the shops and telling those uh, workers about Jesus. Now, I bet the same could be said about most of you. In fact, I want to invite you to do something in the comments. Let us know in the comments the people that you first told Jesus, the, first, the people you first told about Jesus. It may interest you to know that all the people I initially told about Jesus rejected the message of hope. My brother rejected it, but years later, he committed his life to Jesus and he's walking with the Lord today. My grandmother rejected the message. My construction worker friends rejected the message. 
The people that I talked to in the mall said, is this a practical joke? But here's one thing the Holy Spirit does not do. The Holy Spirit does not ask me to judge other people. See, the, the, the Holy Spirit does not ask me to bring condemnation into others or onto others. I'm not supposed to judge unbelievers' lack of faith. I'm not to judge others for the clothes they wear, their jobs, or their sin. We, as followers of Jesus, are to communicate hope, not judgment. And secondly, the Holy Spirit works in the life of a believer to allow us to serve others through his power. The apostle Peter was explaining the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. And he said to them in 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift. Use them well to serve one another. See, when we received the Holy Spirit, we also received a special and unique gift. That gift has been given for one reason, so we can strengthen and encourage other believers. So on one hand, the Spirit has been given us to complete the mission that God has sent us on, to communicate hope to a world without Jesus. Yet on the other hand, the Spirit also wants us to take care and serve other followers of Jesus. With our left hand, we serve a lost world. With our right hand, we serve the world that is following Jesus. It's incredible, isn't it? As believers in Jesus, we communicate hope to a world in desperate need, and we also serve and help other followers of Jesus grow stronger in their faith. So the Spirit has been given so you and I communicate hope to those without it. And so you and I strengthen other believers, the body of Christ. And finally, the Holy Spirit provides direction for daily living. Paul, the apostle Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians 2, 12. He writes, and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we may understand what God has freely given to us. So in a nutshell, that means we have been given the Holy Spirit so we know how to live. You and I have been given the Holy Spirit for guidance every single day. You and I can know God's plan for our lives. If we're striving to live in obedience to his word, his spirit will reveal the plans, the secrets, the mind of God to our hearts and lives. What an incredible loving God we have. He did not leave us alone. He didn't abandon us. He gave us the Holy Spirit as a helper and the Holy Spirit communicates hope through us. He uses us to strengthen the church and he also guides us down the right paths for our lives. This is a promise, a guarantee, a definite. He is he is uh, out to make a difference, not only to others, but he has also promised to lead us personally as believers in Jesus. And Jesus prayed that we would be one with the Father as he is. And like a sponge in water, the Holy Spirit indwells our mind, indwells our heart, indwells our spirit, indwells our emotions so that we, you and I, are able to reflect the love of God to others and to ourselves as well. So 
You might be saying, I get it. Stop talking. I understand the role of the Holy Spirit and what he does in the life of a believer. And a believer. But you might have the question, what does the Holy Spirit do in the life of a non-believer? Now, I want to make sure you get this. This is so important. This will change your life. Uh, the life of somebody who has not yet decided to become a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit helps them understand their need for Jesus. When Jesus was talking to his disciples about sending the Holy Spirit to them, he told them what the Holy Spirit would do for those who are not yet a follower of Jesus. He said in John 16, verse eight, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So here's what that means. The Holy Spirit is going to show people, them, that they are wrong. The Holy Spirit is going to show them God's holiness. The Holy Spirit is going to convict them of their sinfulness. The Holy Spirit does not need you to tell the world how much of a sinner they are. God does not want you to walk around trying to convince everybody that they are sinning. God wants you to show them God's love and he wants you to leave the conviction of sin to him. The Holy Spirit changes hearts. God knows what he's doing. And so if you have family members that you've been trying to convince and convict that they are wrong for their lifestyles and choices, you have your mission confused. You're trying to do the role of the Holy Spirit and God does not need you to. He has uh, the, the conviction. He has that under control. So yes, if, if you have family members that are turning away from God, they're choosing to sin, they're choosing to walk in rebellion. Yes, pray that the Spirit will convict them. But your role is to simply love them as God loves you. And through your love, through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, God just might change their life. The role of the Holy Spirit is to bring conviction. Yet so many believers believe it's their responsibility to point out the sins and the problems of the world. That is God's Role. That is the Holy Spirit's role. When believers fall into that temptation and trap, we become holier than thou and we want to point out everything wrong about our family, about our co-workers, about our neighbors, about politicians, about the world. Remember, let this take some pressure off of you. We're called to live in the world, but to not be of the world. But we're not called to try to bring conviction on other people. That is the role of the Holy Spirit. So you know what that does? That frees us up just to simply practice 1 John 2, 6. Whoever claims to live in Christ must walk as Jesus did. We get to love others. We get to be generous to others. We get to show compassion to other people. We get to show kindness to other people. And it's through that, when we're living that way, that love, the Holy Spirit gets an open door to bring conviction and to change lives. 
But remember, it's his job, not yours and not mine. So will you trust the spirit to do his part? I really hope you will. And I hope I will. And as we simply focus on letting the Holy Spirit guide us, as we focus on letting the Holy Spirit uh, 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 work through us to serve other people, and as we allow the Holy Spirit to continue to transform us into the men and women he's called us to be, the Holy Spirit will be at work and he'll be convicting the world of sin and we will see a great, great number of people give their lives to Jesus. The more we love, the more the Spirit works. So let's get busy making sure that we are loving one another, we're loving ourselves, and we're communicating hope, not judgment. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the promised Holy Spirit. Thank you that we have been given this helper to help us communicate the mission of hope. So Lord, we pray that you would help us stay out of your way. Help us not to play junior Holy Spirit. Help us not to try to convict the world of sin, but trust that you have it well under control. Lord, help us to love one another. Help us to love the lost and help us to look to you for guidance in all things. Lord, we ask you would change us, shape us, mold us into the men and women you've called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, let's go back and let's worship our great God one more time.